I got, I'm going to pick up right where I left off last week. And, and that was, and I only got the scripture read. We did Deuteronomy 15, 15. Y'all remember? I was standing about right here. And, and I'm trying to pick up right where I left off, and, and it was developing a grateful heart. And I stood up, and I told y'all about teaching. Now you know. You need to know when they fool. Y'all remember I said that? And I came over here, and I was about right here, and she said, now you know, you have to know when the people are full. That's what you did. That's, that's what I get. So I picked up, I'm, I'm leaving off right <laughs> off it there. But I got a side note that I need to get to before. Can I do the side one? <laughs> Woo, y'all ready for the side notes? Oh, man. We're going to get to that heart. I don't think we can leave the heart situation. Because out of it are the issues of life. All right, talk to it now. Every problem that you have and think you have, it is pertaining to your heart. <laughs> Teacher, I'm trying to make this as simple as I can. But I want to do something first. And um, Apollon, you, you really pulled something out on me on Friday night. Wasn't that teaching awesome? What the teaching so awesome on Friday night? My God. Spiritual parenting. Man of God, you did that thing. You yielded. But not, not many want to go on the journey that it took to get to that point. But both of those kind of make me think about a few things about y'all. Okay. And that's what a shepherd should be doing. He should be thinking about y'all. Okay. Even when you don't want me to think about you. I'm sending pastor. <laughs> Your disobedience is straight up sin. Oh. We get caught up on the act. But it start here. It start here. Yes? All right. Man, it was just so good. So I was just thinking over a few things. And, um, man, I want to go here first. I'm going to do, go to Matthew. You got the scroll up? You ready? Let me see something. We gonna, we gonna, something's very important here. Got to establish some things. Okay? Ain't that, that what a father does? Mmm. Ain't that what he does? Y'all learned that on Friday night. That the teaching is done. I think we've already got it, right? So it'll be up. Amen. Hopefully tonight. Yes. <laughs> it was really good. There's so much information in there. It's one thing to really enjoy, but to really have understanding of what was actually taught. Listen, what was actually taught to you. You know, you get a lot of people that, oh, that was great. That was nice. But did you receive what was being taught. Okay. Yeah? yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, I'll tell you. When you're up here, you can just feel things from people. 
they be like smiling, but they be like, but they be smiling. They be like, <sighs> you have to be able to see. A pastor, how about this? A parent has to be able to see. How about I just bring it to that? A parent has to be able to see. Okay. Woo, glory to God. Y'all ready? Go to Matthew. I'm not afraid of your faces, so. That's right. <laughs> Go to Matthew 3.16. Very familiar scripture. But let's have understanding. Amen? 3.16. Put up the new King James along with the Amplified. Can you do that? Let's see what we got here. Amen. Matthew chapter 3 mm-hmm. at verse 16. Yeah. In the New King James. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. Verse 17. (laughs) And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Okay. Now read that one one more time. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well. Okay. So in this scripture, there is affirmation. Okay. So. It was just really good, Apollonia. It was really good, your heart. It was really good. Mix that with the teaching. And so God is, you know, he speaks. And he continues to speak. And it was so important for what you said about the father. It was so important. She had to come back on the mic again and say what she needed to say. Important. You are very important. Okay? Now, see, I say that to you, but I'm talking to everybody. Affirmation, the action or process of affirming something or to be affirmed. So synonym for that is declaration, statement, proclamation, pronouncement, okay? Assurance. So think about this. What was God saying? He was affirming Jesus that he was his son. My beloved. He did all of this before. Before his ministry started. Okay. 
So he did all of this. See, the, the part that we miss is that he was affirming him before he'd done anything. That, that let's, you are whom I am well pleased with. I, you ain't did anything yet. But I'm affirming. I'm establishing. That's what a father does. A mother cannot do this. I'm establishing who you are. You are my beloved son. You ain't done nothing. You didn't do anything yet. But I'm establishing my sonship. Before your ministry gets started. All right. Okay, hold on. Your kids need, and you, need affirmation, approval. Not after you bring home A's. Not after you win a state champion. Not after you've done any accomplishment. You need to know before you do that, that you're loved. By the Father. It's establishing the foundation Y'all feel, y'all, y'all, y'all hear what I'm saying? This is what God was doing with Jesus. He ain't did no miracles yet. He ain't done nothing. I'm establishing that you are my beloved. That's so good. See, we do it the other way around. That is so good. Yeah? Man. Stay focused. Men, you need this aff- affirmation. What it does, it fuels your success in life. Before you've done anything, before you've done any accomplishment, we've already made a connection. I'm helping you lay down a foundation. Here's your answer, Eric. Okay? To your text, here's the answer. And see, this is a lot of things you want to do when you come to a ministry as a pastor. You want to establish first that I love you. If you don't know that I love you, you won't follow. Go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead. But you, you do this. I love you. No, you don't. Because you don't follow. If you love me, he said, you will keep. My commandments. I'm laying down the foundation now for your spiritual success in life. It's because I'm affirming who you are. So no one else can tell you you're somebody else. This is what he does. Have a look. See what you started. <laughs> you're going to come into Full sonship. So some of you don't want full sonship because you don't you think you know more than your daddy. That's a problem. That's a problem. You you have five kids, one of them, at least one of them. Gonna be that rebellious one. And if it's just you. Ooh, 
God, man, woo, I'll tell you what right now. That child needs to know that they are loved simply because you're my son. And that's what Jesus was establishing then. Foundation of his life. Hello? Most of our problems is because you haven't been affirmed. That's why God placed that. That's why he placed the father in the home. But the world takes the home, father out of the home. So then there's no affirmation of his sonship that you are my son. Y'all get it. And, and then you see that you now are, many of us are victims of that. So then when a real man comes to affirm you that you are, you reject. Hmm, be careful. See, the other thing, you got to be careful when a person is doing right and you refuse to do right. You better move out the way. Man. See, so we had to get to the the root of the issue with you. This this is gonna be good help. DJ, this is gonna be good help for you. Okay? Got something for you. I wanna help. I wanna help some stuff stop making mistakes in our lives. See, and that father was there to actually affirm him. That he was a man, and he was a good man. He, it'd be better. It'd be all of us. We'd be better off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh man. Can I give y'all? Can I give you some a little category? This is before the teaching, but I think it's important because a lot of times we start things off with the wrong, wrong foundation. Wrong foundation. And I think as men, I want to talk to the men right now. Okay? You are the head and you are responsible for the direction of your home. Yes. But I got to talk hard to you. Can I talk hard to you? Go right on ahead. Can I talk hard to you? Please do. <laughs> See, that's the other thing. I need the men to be able to take some things. Come on with that. I need the men to be. See, and the women said the same thing. I, and, and what she's saying is, I want to function. But I can't function because you don't know your purpose. And I'm designed to work with your purpose. But you don't know your purpose. You don't know the purpose of something, you abuse it. I hear you, the women. I hear you. But you too have a responsibility. The Bible said, submit. And y'all learned what that meant on Friday. What was that? Ah, come under. Which shows great strength to actually do that. He created them to rule together. Not to rule over her like we've been taught. And like you've seen your daddy do, your mom, and so on and so on. I'm trying to uproot some of those 
How you doing, sir? I'm trying to uproot some of those erroneous thoughts. Yeah? Amen. Right. But we got to know the difference between a boy and a man. Can I do it? Go right on ahead. Oh, this is for everybody, even though I'm talking directly to the men, but it's really for everyone. Woo, can I give you some a little analogies? Mm -hmm. A boy is someone who is passive. Yep. I'm gonna help you identify so you don't waste a lot of time. Okay? We gotta go here. This is the word. I'm and I'm gonna, then I'm gonna bring it back to you all the way back to Adam. Okay. A boy is someone who is passive. A man. It's assertive. Correct. Mm. A boy lives for a moment, typically for the weekend. But a man plans for his future. Come on. It's being recorded. I got a lot of to cover, so I got a lot to recover. I got a lot to do. Did y'all hear that last one? A man plans for his future. A boy lives for the weekend. But momentarily things. Okay? A boy looks for a girlfriend. But a man looks for a wife. A boy loves to speak. A man loves to act. I'm going to help y'all. Put the checklist down. Don't, don't let them... You, you got to have this. See, that's the difference because you don't know the difference between a boy and a man. And I'm trying to help you understand what you have. This is going to help every man in here. And they write both DJs. Right? Okay. Listen to this. A boy... A boy is possessive and controlling. Oh, we're going to identify some things. See, that's another problem. We, we want to move on and things, the root of that same, that bad fruit is still there. And you haven't identified it or uprooted it yet. So your relationships will be successful. So your marriages will be successful. Okay. Can I do it? All right. All right. Man, I might not even get to where I need to go, but this is good. Let's flow. Let's flow. All right. Let's go. Let's flow. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. A boy, I said, is possessive and controlling. A man is protective. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. A boy plays games. And a man shoulders responsibility. Okay. I hear you, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. A boy tells others he's a man. And a man quietly lives. Okay. All right. A boy makes excuses. And a man makes progress. Okay. 
That's so good. A boy makes demands. A minister. And a man serves other people. And a man serves other people. I'm going to say it one more time on this side. And a man serves other people. Mm. All right. All right. Y'all know I'm talking about a godly man, right? I'm not talking about the world. No, you got to make it clear. All right. Okay, here we go. All right. A boy makes demands. And I said, and a man serves people, right? A boy, uh uh-oh, lies and cheats and deceives. Let me say that one more time. A boy lies, cheats, and deceives. A man tells the truth. His word is his bond. Even if it hurts or embarrasses him. Even if it makes him feel bad. A man knows things. Listen, he knows he knows one thing. He knows his value and self-worth. He knows his self-worth is never determined by his gifts. It is not determined by his talent. His money. It's not determined. Look. It's determined, I give you all the things that it's not. Right. Man knows his value, as I said, and his self-worth. Yeah. It's never determined by his gifts. It's never determined by his talent. It's never determined by his money. It's determined by his integrity. My God. Yeah. And your integrity is as good as your honesty. Mm-hmm. When you are a boy, people are fed up with you. I just want to know, am I anywhere in the proximity of where we are? I'm trying to help our relationships. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help our relationship. We got to stop, as Christians, stop having failed relationships. Amen? I mean, y'all building relationships on sand. You're building it on lies. You're building it on deceit. You can't build a relationship like that. You know why with each other? Because you can't build one with God in the same manner. That's right. Who are you? I'm almost finished. Hold on. Then we can get into the message. Well. Can I keep going? Okay. When you are a boy, people are fed up with you. I'm going to say it again. When you are a boy, people are fed up with you. Mm. When you are a man, people are fed by you. Mm -hmm. Yep, wait a minute. Hold up. Let me put some spirit in it. Oh, here we go. I'm just joking, y'all. Here we go. Hold up. Here we go. And the man should be happy. I'm real, I'm real happy. 
You should be happy. You know why? Because it's going to identify you in the area in your character where you need to correct. So that person that you want to have a relationship with, husband, wife, girl, whatever, it'll be on the, on the right ground and foundation. Don't think too highly of yourself. That's a problem. I'm going to say that again. When you're a man, people are fed by you. When you're a boy, people are fed up of you. Okay? A boy is someone who lives in his flesh. Who is guided by his flesh. I don't care. You can be 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. And still a boy. What's wrong? Okay. Trump is a boy. <laughs> he a boy. Soon as some criticism come, he gets offended. I'm gonna help you with that too. I'm gonna help you with the how. Okay. Watch this. Watch this. Y'all just man, we. I check my own self. Make sure I don't respond like a boy. I want to make sure. I'm not going to be any help to her or you. A full-grown boy. A, a pastor boy. Okay. All right. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Watch this. I told you you can be 20, 30, 40, 50 and still a boy, right? There's one characteristic about a boy that people who are close to him or close to them, him, them, that they know. There is one characteristic about boys that people who are close to him or close to them that they know, that they know, right? They didn't know this person. I'm not talking about your image on Facebook or Instagram. I'm not talking about that. That's right. People that know you from a distance, I ain't talking about that. People that know them are typically fed up with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With their lies. You know, because you be on Instagram and all those things. You can be somebody else. It's true. You can actually look like the truth. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, you do. Oh Not everybody. Not everybody, but some do. Okay? All right. They're fed up with your lies, playing games. They're fed up with you. Not being consistent. They're fed up with you, with your laziness. They're fed up with boys with addictions. I mean, y'all got to tell me something. How does a man occupy his mind all day playing a game? You're missing so much. I mean, that thing has trained you. It calls you. It distracts you. And it controls you. I'm just sitting there. We in a conversation. I'm just going to sit there. I don't told you. Why? 
the boy. Now, Pastor, can I just have some fun? Yeah, you can. But let's look at the other areas of your life. Also. Okay? Don't just, don't just, I'm not just talking about that point right there. All right. Right? It's quiet in here. Mm-mm. Always on your phone. They're fed up with that. They're fed up with you not reading the Bible. They're fed up with you not praying. They're fed up with you not following God. Not leading your family. Not leading your family. Not leading your family. Not leading your family. family. People are always fed up with boys. You know, you tell your mom, won't you grow up? (laughs) You know they heard that. Won't you just grow up telling the little boy that? I can't. I'm a boy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Tell me, won't you just grow up? I'm a boy. I'm a little boy, mama. (laughs) Okay. All right. Here we go. A real man. A real man. A whole man. A real man is led by the spirit of God. Which means he develops a fruit of the spirit. What do you do with fruit? You feed other people. Mm. Now, this boy, this, 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 let me see. Boy, man. <laughs> now, this man may impress the world. But his family, let me see. I'm going to go back to the man. Now, the man may impress the world. But his family is not fed by him. Yeah, man. All right. A boy may impress the world, but he can never impress his family. The ones that really count on him. Mm. Listen to this. Your family is not impressed by your games that you play. People that are close to you are not impressed by your skills or your gifts. Your family is only fed by your character. Mm. Your family is fed by your character, Mario. Shaft, your family will one day be fed by your character. Who you are. That's why you have to know who you are. So if you got a poor character, guess what you're feeding them? That's right. Trash in, trash out. Laziness in, laziness, what you get out. Hmm. 
Mm. Commitment you put in, that's what you get out. Devotion to your family, that's what you get out of them. Okay, all right. Let's see here. Let me say this again. Your family is not impressed by the games that you play. People that are close to you are not impressed by the skills and their gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Family is not fed by your, uh, your family's, your family's either fed by your character or the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Mm, come on, ladies, y'all agree? Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Men, you are born a male. Make no mistake about it. Got to check the plumbing. You're born a male. Everybody know what you are. You, okay. Even though they're telling you, no, I'm this. I, oh, excuse me. I feel like I'm a woman. How do you feel and you've never been? How do you feel and you've never been? I feel like a man. But you're a woman. How do you know what a man feel like? Where did that thought come from? See, it's about feeling, not biology. Physiology is about how you feel. Okay, so that now is the gender differential. How I feel. You put six months, how you know what you are. Okay. You are born, you are male by birth. But you are a man by choice. Mm-hmm. You're born a male, but you are a man by choice. You're not born a man. You become a man. You're born a male, but you become a man. You become. Men, that means you have to become. You don't become a man. Y'all listen to me, young guys. You don't become a man because you go through puberty. Okay? Because you can make a woman pregnant. That don't make you a man. Because you got a Bentley. Because you got muscles. Because you got a bachelor degree. Because you got a big house. Because you have trophies and awards. Because you got a beard and a mustache. Just because you start to shave, DJ. That doesn't make you a man. Okay? There's one word that make a man, that makes a man. There's only one word, Mario, that makes a man. And that word is this, maturity. 
The biblical definition of maturity is not an age. It's not academics. Maturity is not accomplishment. And maturity is not appearance. Maturity is an attitude. I told you, attitude is everything. You don't have to have the education and you don't have to have the skill, but if you have the right attitude, it'll move you right along. Yep. A lot of us have poor attitudes when it comes to our parents. Okay. Stop working for the enemy. That's not God's design, that's not His purpose for the family. But destruction is the enemy plan for the family because he's out. Listen to this. It's an attitude. Maturity is an attitude that you possess toward the things in life, toward yourself, toward people around you, toward your mistakes, toward your successes. Your maturity is always determined by your Attitude. How's your attitude, Billy? Yeah? So that means that I could ask people that are close to you, and they would give me the thumbs up. All right, because I am. All right? So if it don't line up, then you're going to talk. That's good. That's a good thing, ain't it? All right, that's what I'm saying, Billy. Do it with a smile like that. And she respond back. She ain't sitting there looking sad and mad because I'm... And putting up, well, I'm your, I'm your dad. I'm talking to you. Right? Spiritual parent. Right? right? Spiritual parent, you just sitting there, don't say nothing. Then obviously, there's a problem. It's a problem if it's in your heart not to respond. That's your heart. That's your heart. Yep, just visit him. You know how your friends have your family and they come, a friend come in, and they eat dinner with you, but they ain't your family. They just leave. They just visit him. They come in here and eat, but they ain't really attached. Come on, talk to it now. Yep. But a lot of times they speak, but it's with inward, and it's not the same expression. Sad. Immature. Why listen then? If you can't submit, why listen? Why come and devote your time? You're a robber. So I should be to come and talk to all the men in the same manner and ask you, what is your issue? Yeah. What are your issues? And then we should have a dialogue. Uh-huh. I'm about to do it, too. Yeah. Every man. I want to help you. Not a good parent and you're just sitting there and you're stagnant. You're not growing and you got an attitude. Something's wrong. What's wrong? Hmm. Told you we were designed to connect. Now I want to find out what the blockage is. Okay. He has revealed some blockage to me. Hmm. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> oh, man. We're almost finishing here. I just wanted to, that was kind of like my side that I wanted to go. Oh, I got a few minutes too. We're doing good on time. 
Okay. All right. Maturity is always determined by your attitude. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Adam and Eve, right? So, he was created full grown. He was created full grown. Or, or was he? Or was he? <laughs> now, now I, I know he, he, he was able to, you know, I understand babies are even full grown. I, I mean, I'm just saying, or was he? Now, I'm not talking about like here. I'm talking about here. Because his job was to be Protector, okay. not passively standing by his wife okay. and letting her talk to the Nakash. He wasn't being a, a warrior. He was being passive. And he didn't stand in front of her and stop what he saw going on. Was he fully mature? So what happens when a boy get in trouble? What does he do? Blame somebody else. Was he fully mature? The woman that you gave me. And then she follows and adapted herself to her husband and said, no, it was the serpent that beguiled me. Followed in the footsteps. Oh, y'all ain't ready. No, his job was to protect. To ward off. But he was passively. The Bible said he was right there by her. As soon as he get in trouble, he blamed the wife. Like, like y'all. Like, See, to show you your maturity where you, were, where you were at. What about such and such? See, that's just, that shows your spiritual maturity. And a man takes responsibility is what he does. He shoulders responsibility. All right. Praise him. Anyway. I said, Pastor, leave that alone. Man, did y'all learn something? I did indeed. <laughs> have y'all identified what is a boy and what is a man? I have indeed. Now, this is why, this is why manhood is so important. This is why manhood is so important and understanding manhood. You grow into these things. He was full grown. He didn't grow into nothing. He was. And he gave him the order what to do. And he disobeyed. The sin came when he, the head, total responsibility was placed on him. To watch over the garden. Well, Eve was in the garden. That was his responsibility. <sighs> So God goes in before we do any more work. Let's establish Jesus, my sonship. Let's establish that I love you. Before you do anything, before you have any accomplishment, I'm affirming you that you are my son. You are my son. Now, his foundation 
is set. Now his communication is I only do what I see my father in heaven do. This is how he established everything he did. Because his foundation was laid right. He was affirmed before he was my beloved. Before he did anything. Established his sonship. Man, it's beautiful illustration of the father. Oh, man. Teacher, I, I mean, man. <laughs> Y'all enjoy? Oh, yeah. And I enjoyed that. I learned myself. See, I look at it, and I'm like, I want to know, I want to look at my life and see the areas where, where I need to be developed still. Jesus did. That's why he kept imitating his daddy. God is who he was imitating. But then he put spiritual parents, and that's what he was doing, in with you. But if you don't want to interact with me in a healthy way, we got an issue. You're a parent, you know, and it was so good. My wife helped me out so good, and I was blind about some things about my son, and when she told me that he didn't love you, it was true. But I had to come to that revelation that he didn't. I had to actually take the blinders off and see what I needed to see. So a man has to be ready to see himself. You need to see yourself that you need help. That makes you intelligent and wise. Okay. They said, move on, Pastor. Move on. Move on. All right. Well, we, we definitely won't finish what I started last week, but I got to go, I got to go in there a little, a little bit because there's some important things. We're still talking about the heart. Amen? Amen. I got to go there. I got to go there because there's some things that we're, are, are trying to establish, and we're not establishing on the right foundation. You know? Um, a, a daughter or a son should be able to come and talk to their parent, their spiritual parents. You know, about their spirituality, their spiritual walk. You know? How, how, Dad, how do you see me? And you can't be afraid. See, this is, this is what's a lot wrong with a lot of men. They, they won't do that. How, how, if you're my pastor, well, wow. how do you see me? It matters. Because if I'm yielded and yoked to you, then th- this is how I get in. I mean, through a shepherd. He's guiding me. He's spiritually leading me. How am I doing? How am I doing? Well, I try to establish me that I love you first. Some of you... Are, are long-suffering with it. I have to be long-suffering with you about our relationship. You might feel one way about me or do, do whatever, but my, my love for you continues. It's long-suffering. And a lot of times, I like a man to come to his senses, his, come to his mind uh, about submitting to another man. That shows power. Well, a son is going to do that to his father. It's all throughout the Bible. Yep. So most men have an issue submitting. Yep. 
wrong foundation. Jesus himself was submitted under the Father. Why you don't think you need to? See, that's a, that stops the, the, the progress of the ministry and your ministry. One, you're deceived. Help me. See, that's the best thing you could have done, minister. See, and they don't, they don't, they don't understand how our love and our relationship through all that you and I have been through. That I once turned my back on you. Did I tell you the truth? And the truth is what sets you free. I'm glad it played out. Let, let them see. We had some issues together. Father and son. But I knew my responsibility to him. Regardless of he knew his to me. And as the father, you got to be able to take some things. All right. This was wrong with a lot of our men. This is in, in the kingdom. This is a good thing. It is. This going to help your witness. Very much. This going to help your walk be true. Mm-hmm. This going to make the anointing real. Mario said, help me. I, I just, what do I need to do? Mario said, I don't, I'm not worried at the moment. I'm not worried about what's going on with me and my wife. He said, help me first. That's the order of things. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to let him tell his testimony. Y'all going to really hear what's going on with him. And how he was filled with the Holy Spirit for real. With the fruit of love. Well. That tongues, everybody think it's tongues. It's love. Tongues come with the shoe. Come with it, you know. So, as I was teaching last week, man, I just love Holy Spirit because He really ministers and He He's so gentle and and help the ones that still are stoic and still don't want to do right. And now He's long suffering. He's He still doesn't give up. That was our life being lived out in the Word of God. And because you are a wise man, you chose wisely. Look at the path and direction now, the anointing that's going to come upon you. Now you can truly walk in your call. Now you truly have a platform to witness from. The anointing is going to cost you. And most of us are not willing to pay the price for that anointing. Yeah, your family, your mother, your father, everybody can turn it back on you. But God, see, that's an area, and that is only a season. I was talking to Sister Diane back there. Minister, where she at? Hey. And I, after the service on Friday, I pulled in there and I said, I can find you in the Word. Because she's Hannah. Minister Brian is your firstborn. 
And if you give them to me, I'll give them back to you. Every one of you in the word. The way to God. That's right. The way to God called you. Dejan, you are in the word of God. Your life is in the word of God. You made a choice to come to the kingdom. Your life is in there. Now let's look through the scroll and find where you are. Then you can prophesy to your own direction where you're going to go. Not no man can tell you that. Woo, glory to God. Some of us are Joseph's. Woo, this is why you're going to grow so fast. Because of what is being laid in you since you started coming. See, y'all just don't understand. I got you back. Amen. Amen. We lay it down in prayer. And that's what we're going to do for him. Amen. Y'all keep my brother covered. Y'all hear me? Intercessors, get on the wall now. All right. Because he has a tremendous call in his life. And so do you. Yes, you. Tremendous call. Mm. Man. We left off last week about developing a grateful heart. Oh, it's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Developing a great, you're not born with one. Deuteronomy 15, 15, and I'm a, I ain't going to do it but a few minutes, and then we'll get back to it next week. But there's a certain part I want to cover. About 10 minutes. Can y'all do that? All right. Deuteronomy 15, 15. Deuteronomy chapter 15 at verse 15. And you shall earnestly remember that you were a bondman in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore, I give you this command today. God is just saying, I command you to be generous. This is what he's saying. Read the next verse. Verse 16. But if the servant says to you, I will not go away from you because he loves you and your household since he does well with you. Or 17. Mm-hmm. Then take an awl and pierce his ear through to the door, and he shall be your servant mm. always. Mm. And also to your bondwoman, you shall do likewise. My God. Together. Oh, Jesus, my God. Woo. Listen to this. He said, I command you to be generous. And that's the authority that I'm commanding in you is that you be generous that is in everything he said i have come um uh, uh, i remind you this is what we should do uh we need to be remind ourselves now and then that we were slaves i'm gonna help you how to walk this thing out sometimes you got to be reminded that you were a slave slave to this world slave to this flesh you need to remind yourself that and it will help you okay Mm -mm. mm-mm mm-mm And it will help you. Guess what it's going to help you with? Your giving. And I told you this whole series has been about giving to give, not giving to get. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of times I told you that stigma when in church, when you hear the word give. See, 
automatically your heart is located, stimulated. When you hear the word give, I ain't got it. And you should have what you say. Oh, my goodness. When we were at the other ministry and giving was a, it was really, it was giving to give. But our heart was when someone didn't have anything to give, reach in and I give them something to give. See, he was already working on my giving. On about the money, it was my heart to do it on command. He's commanded us to be generous. Command. We looking, me and, me and teacher, we looking, who, who ain't got nothing? We give it to them so they, they have something to give. It wasn't about the money, it was about the heart. Do we do that here? It's a good series then. It's a good series then we're teaching right now. I remember how I felt, star prophetess. Minister Dan Starr. <laughs> I remember how I felt when I got stabbed by your dad. Mm-hmm. See, this this part of my testimony. It's part of my testimony. And and they don't feel bad. See, this was necessary. For my purpose. It was necessary. See, outside of the kingdom is where the bitterness is. But in the kingdom, when now my eyes open, I see this was necessary for you. So I could stand before you justified in what I'm telling you. That's right. (laughs) Ready for the call? Ready for the mantle? The mantle means everything that's involved. Woo, here we go, here we go. <laughs> All right. Mario says, send me, I'll go. I like that, I like that. Here we go. <laughs> I remember how I felt when I was stabbed three times. Three. Three. Mm. Okay. I took one for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I remember my mindset. Now listen to this. I remember my mindset. See, remember I told you, you got you to go back once in a while. And See, I only go to my past because it magnifies my future. Yeah. It magnifies, I see God and his grace in my life. Oh, yeah. I'm not held in bondage there like so many of us. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I use it to work for my and you should do the same thing. Well, I was raped when I was this. Write a book how you survive. That's right. See, this is, you got to work for your good now. Amen? Amen. Ooh, all right, I'm pulling on that right there. All right, come on now. This ain't priest pastor. All right. Here we go. Here we go. I remember my mindset. That I had years, listen, 
years and years of anger. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. That grew in my heart for that person. And that's a hard thing. I could point my finger at him, right? You know, in the flesh, I could do that. Right. I could use that. I could use that and be justified in my own mind how I treat you. And still pastor. When I was up there on my face before the Lord, my prayer was for all the pastors that left out of this particular ministry that their hearts would be turned to regard and that bitter root that's been in them be released. I'm free. So, man, we don't, and we won't do this. We won't do what we need to do, teacher. So, I said, my heart grew, you know, hardened for that person. And this is what I came to realize. That this is how you don't see when you're in the world. I could have died in the very act of my sin. Okay. Yeah. Man, see that? That's not real good, though. I could have died in the very act of my sin because he broke into the room. And that's when he said, I could have died in the very act. And teaching I won't play in spades. I could have been killed I, in the very act of my sin. Can I make it real for you? I remember that. I remember when I was a slave to my sin. Oh, glory to God, no longer. My life could have ended right then and there. It's not hard for God to give. He gave me a second chance. Because he didn't just have me in mind. He had you in mind. See, this is how we miss it. Oh, you think you say no, no, it won't about me. It was about you. So you got to go back there. You got to go back once in a while and find out what's going on. Man. And every time I go back, he reveal something I didn't see. You know why? Because my heart is in the right place with it about what happened. Because he used the very man to stab me. That's who he allowed me, me to stand before him. Who am I to bring him into the kingdom? And not you. See, because of my heart toward him, God would have never designed that. Because his salvation is so critical. Man, look at God. Man, he gave me a second chance. He's giving you a second chance. Yeah, but it only took that second chance for me. Why it take you so many? Why it take you so long? Why does it take you so long? I got the answer for you, too. One, you don't have a grateful heart. That's where I am. Why you feel the way you feel? Because you don't have a grateful heart. 
And I could have been justified in my flesh to feel the way I felt. Guess what? I'm in the kingdom now. It ain't about my feelings. It's about recovery. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Man. Teacher. Man. I'm going to bring it to an end. He gave me a second chance. If you don't have Christ, you don't have anything. No matter what you feel and what you think. And I'm going to end this on a question. How many of us have forgotten? Or how many of us have gotten over being saved? Yeah. How many of us have gotten over being saved? Because you're not doing the thing that saved people should do. We don't respond the way saved people should respond. You know, who you ran well, but who hindered you? When did you get over being saved? It shows in your attitude. It shows in your, oh, your giving. And you can take that either way. Materially or spiritually, which one? But giving the supernatural, it's not natural. How many have gotten over being saved? Now that's a question. See, I haven't. And it shows. That's why I'm a giver. (laughs) When you remember that you are a slave. And a slave owns nothing. Never has. Because when a person is born in slavery. He has no concept of freedom. Follow this. Until someone who was in slavery is set free. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. You can't even compare it to the slave master. To the slave master's freedom. It has to be experienced by someone that has been in captivity with you. Then you can appreciate freedom. The slave man saying his freedom is different. It's not like, oh, I just want it. No, no, no. Because he's never been in captivity. So when the person that's free, now I understand what freedom is because you were right with me. Now I understand freedom. It has to be with somebody who has been in captivity with you. Y'all got to get this. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, she okay? All right. Okay. Y'all get her some water. There you go. She's so cute. Amen. 
She's the future. Amen. Glory to God. All right, and so y'all pray. See, the enemy is just that cunning. Not on my watch. Amen. Got y'all. Amen. This is important, right? Children are sensitive. Pay attention to your kids. They say something in the room. Pay attention. That's right. Okay. Teacher, if I go on, it's not going to be good. Oh, for me, because I got to quit. <laughs> not for them. It's bad for me. I'm not going to go any further at the moment, because if I do, I'm going to open up. I want to keep going, and there's so much more that I want to unveil to you. Like I said, it take about two days to unveil all of this that I really want us to go. Um, amen. Uh, I hope that you, uh, teacher, got some time. I did what you asked me to do. I'm obedient to the letter <laughs> that she wrote me. <laughs> All right, man. You can't get you this way. I'm going to write a letter to you. <laughs> so, man, I just want y'all to really pick some stuff from today. Um, hey, teacher, come on up. I'm going to let the people go. I'm going to let it go. There's so much more I want to unveil, and we will, God willing. I love y'all. I really do. My love is only preceded by my trust of God. Amen. Hey, teacher, close up the book. Did you marry a boy or a man? A whole man. A whole, a whole five foot three a and a half man. foot man. Don't forget the half. And I'll be forever grateful. It's nothing like. But I want a man though. I mean, at first, I was a boy. Yeah. You, okay. All right. You help boy me. Boy, in your fullness. I shall. <laughs> okay. In your fullness. All right. <laughs> I think they got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Awesome word, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's unto the Lord, not unto man. It's, it's an awesome week. You know what? Um, I'm not trying to, I stopped trying to understand why people, people of God, reverence or respond to God the way that they want to. I stopped trying to understand. But I still yet pray. For those who say that they are believers as to why we don't reverence God. I stopped trying to understand. Because with the psalmist saying, bow down and worship me. I'm going to only take a few minutes for this because... There's no way you can receive the voice and instruction from God for your life except that you obey. And it's not in your way 
that you think that you should respond because it's still, you still see mere man. And until the entire body of Christ respond and say, and, re, and, and do what God said. He said, bow down. It's, see, it's still as a teacher that my flesh has its own voice. My flesh has its own command. My flesh has its own law in government. And my flesh says, I can, you can worship sitting right in your seat. Okay, okay. My flesh gives me instructions or trying to. But I, I say it within myself because until we, in every moment or every time we come together in, in my private time, there's still a fighting of the voice of the flesh. Come on, come on, be, be real with it, teacher. As the teacher, I still deal with and crucify my flesh. Until there is an absolute total obedience to the voice of God. All what we do and say in our religious ways of doing is not going to be fulfilling in the kingdom of God. And I had to, once I stopped hearing my own voice from my flesh, I had to quiet my ear from the voices of some of the other flesh. Because my, as my voice was telling me to continue to sit and worship, I said, Lord God, I, I need to get up. Voice is still saying, sit down. Where is it that I have to kneel and bow? Did we all kneel and bow? Did we all kneel and bow for those who are believers? Yes. Yes. Without hesitation. And still yet now, we all don't open our mouths. Because you know what? Your, your flesh has a voice. And you're listening to it. Your creator said, Neil, your creator said, subject yourself under. Your creator said, humble yourself. In due time, you will be exalted. See, you will not be exalted because you won't humble yourself. See, your flesh has to be humiliated. Your flesh does. Because your flesh is a ruling authority on the throne of your heart. Or the person that's sitting beside you. Because some people have controlling spirits around them. But I tell you, if 
that person kneel and bow, I'm certain you would too. Just because you are a people pleaser. The psalm is not just singing. They're singing from the Holy Scripture. He is holy. No one is lacking up to him. He's full of wisdom. He's infinite. He is eternity. Kneel and bow. Someone greater than you when everything that you will ever or anyone that you would ever experience he says, of all power and influence, he said, it's here. Kneel and bow. He says, lay prostrate. And with me, Pastor, I said, my flesh, I was toiling with my own flesh, as I always do. But I crucify every time I crucify it. Because there's a greater voice that I adhere to. There's a greater voice that I obey. So what happens is the voice of your flesh speak. And then Satan, he didn't back up your fleshly voice. See, the voice, see, then, they, oh my God. Then the voice that you can only hear is now yours. But you don't realize that you have a backing influence of Satan when you obey your flesh. And it becomes impossible now for you to hear the voice of God or realize the presence of God is here. And you would have to kneel and you would have to bow. But because of your own worship of self, you refuse to bow before the greater one. It's idol worship. He said, if you love the world, he said, that's your enemy of mine. But imagine... See, but this is what the, I could hear. See, my frustration is that when I have to deal, after I have dealt with my own flesh in here, I'm dealing with the flesh of so many others in here. Then when I have to quiet, then I have to quiet what I'm hearing from some of you all in the flesh. But then I said, Lord God, then I start to, intercede and pray as the Lord because they what they are hearing then I can hear what you're hearing I can hear the words that you are obeying because some of you are saying the tradition of man some of you are saying oh this is just emotional oh you had a lot to say but you still didn't obey, you didn't obey the word of God. The word of God says, and he commands you to bow. The atmosphere was so conducive for obedience, deliverance, healing. But we see, we, we miss it. Truly, he was in this place. 
and you did not know it. Pastor, he said, Neil, and I couldn't get my shoes off quick enough. I got to kneel and bow. I couldn't get them off quick enough. See, I, I stopped thinking long ago about what you feel and think about me. See, I am the teacher, and I will be just like David. Oh, I know I look kind of foolish before you, but all of this is before my God. It's for his glory. He said, oh, look how your wife even spoke ill of him. Look at you, how you're in your robe and everything. You're dancing out of your clothes. See, but it proves that you can't see spiritually. You can't perceive the manifestation of God's presence. I could not get my shoes off quick enough. And then as we went on and, and the more the prophet said worthy. I said, Lord God. I said, how you have kept me. See, but see, I begin to think, see, 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 what happens is uh, when there is a repetitive, when a word is repetitive, it's starting now to create a new path in your brain. See, but being you didn't keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it. You kept hearing the voice that was telling you to sit down, don't move. Oh, this is religious. This is emotional. You don't have to do all that. You can do that right from your seat. Kneel and bow. But some of the parents, you have to do that before your kids and, and stop by law. See, they need to see what it is. Hey, teacher, well, how about, how about as the shepherd, follow the shepherd? Where was the shepherd? Pastor. Where was the shepherd? If you if and that, that followed the shepherd, what was the shepherd? Where was he? But it has to be, Pastor. It has to be a relationship because it doesn't matter whether they see the pastor or the teacher because it's all about relationship. It just shows with a relationship. But we still say, well, no, it don't. You don't know whether I love God. No, the word of God, I, I, can see it, I can see it plainly because the word of God says, if you love me, you will obey me. And when I see disobedience, I don't see that you love God. Imagine. Imagine. Evangelist, if everyone kneel and they bow, imagine the unity. Imagine, and, and then let loose the babies. Just let, let them lay on the carpet. Let them lay on the carpet, kneel and bow. Close the door. Ain't nobody holding no baby and trying to, uh, oh, I, I, my arms is full. I, so I can't get on my knees. Lay the baby on the carpet. Lay the baby on the carpet. Nobody, I don't care. Let, let them scream. This is a time right now for everybody to kneel and bow. Ain't nobody leaving out. Ain't nobody changing the pamper. Ain't nobody going to the bathroom. This is time to kneel and this is a time to bow. And the children will learn. The children will learn what it is. What it is to be in the presence of God. Because Ellie, her spirit's going to quieten down. Her spirit's going to quieten down, but you keep taking her out. You keep checking out when she starts to scream. But it's time when it's worship. Don't take her out. Keep her in here. Keep Tamim in here. We're in worship. 
But that was a time in the atmosphere, Pastor. I'm telling you right now, no one should have left out and nobody should have been distracted by holding a kid. Lay the child next time we're in that type of an atmosphere. Lay, lay them. They won't hurt themselves. They're trying to figure out where mom and dad, let them scream, let them cry. But there is going to come a time to where they're going to experience and know the presence of God. But that's what's happening with us as adults. You're leaving out. We're talking about mentally. You leave out. You check out. Do you know what happens in the presence of God? Do you know what can happen in the presence of God? That they okay. Okay. Do you know how much you can change somebody else's life? Dejan, I had you in my prayer. I was need and the only reason I'm saying this is because I need you to know what was going on with me when I was worshiping. I just simply see, he wants you to obey. Once you obey, there's going to be instruction. Once you obey, you're going to see what you hadn't seen. It's going to be about you or someone else. And I said, Lord God, oh, that pertains to Jesus. I said, I take it right now, Lord, and I bring it before you. I bring it before you. All that concerns his life, Father. You can do anything. I present him before you, Father. Make his pathway, Lord God. Make it straight. Make it straight. Favor, Lord God. Man for thee, people for his life, Lord God. I say, I'm praying this. I believe it right now, Father. I know he needs you, Lord God, in a way that he may not even know how to call out to you, Father. But I call out to you for him on his behalf, Lord God. Have mercy on his household, Father. Have mercy, Lord God. Be a merciful God, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. I'm just being obedient, Father. And for the ones who are not, Father, lay down prostrate and they don't reverence you, Lord God. They don't honor you, Lord God. They can't recognize your greatness, Father. As Lord God, bring to them, Father, into a place of humility to where they see themselves. Allow them to see who they really are. Allow them to see who they really are. And until they see who they really are, they will never be able to really see you. In that atmosphere, no one moves. You just get down. Be ready to receive. We take it too lightly. The word of God, the presence of God, the wisdom, just our existence that he has permitted and allow us to exist and to be and to think to grow, to learn more of him. Teach us, Lord. Teach us to see truth. Teach us to reverence truth. Teach us to behold truth. Remove from their, their hearts religion, fashions, where do they think, how they become their own, teacher, their own pastor. Many are pastoring themselves and pastoring their friends. Bringing them into a place of so much danger and destruction. Release us from ourselves so we're able to fully serve you and reverence you. 
we thank you. We thank you for this service. We, we thank you for the pastor, his words. We, we thank you for the lives of the people who've come here today to learn more of you in themselves. I, I pray that there was instruction that was imparted to the inner man. That their eyes and their hearts are open. And they're able to really change and become new. To have your mind and to have the knowledge of God. That you open mysteries. That you bring them before kings. You bring them, Father, even before judges and the judge have favor. Bring favor, Father, through the judges. Bring favor, Lord God. When we have to stand before authority, bring favor. Bring favor, Lord. 